the blame game. I can't help it. My parents treated me that way. Does that sound familiar? I've never been good at that. No one ever taught me. Have you ever heard that before? It's not my fault. You told me to do it. (laughs) Surely that's not a new one. Blame can come in many forms, and it's a form of human behavior that creates tension, conflict, and often puts you into a victim mindset, which is not where we want to operate from as humans. When we're in that old victim mindset, we're really not taking responsibility for our own thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. I was certainly a blamer as a child and an adolescent, and I've definitely operated from victim mentality at different times throughout my whole life. I used to say things like, I didn't go further in my career as a sprinter because I often had hamstring injuries. Well, reality is, I wasn't good enough, and I gave up. I used to say things like, I couldn't do physics or chemistry because they never taught me at school, so I'm not smart. Reality is, I'd never tried. And guess what happened when I went back to uni as a mature age student and had to do those subjects for the first time ever? I tried. And man, did I struggle and blame school and blame my parents for never teaching me. But that didn't solve any of my struggles. As humans, it's really easy to shift the responsibility onto someone else. Like all behaviors that we possess... The more we blame, the more we believe we're not responsible and the stronger the neural networks we create, which in turn strengthens our belief. How often in life do we shift the blame onto someone else finally to realize, hmm, I just needed to shift the focus back to me, calm my mind and take responsibility. Well, Guess what triggered that shitty blame game for me recently? (laughs) It was that good old sleep deprivation again. That nasty side effect that is dealt with the beautiful aspects of parenting. But it's not reserved for parents, the sleep deprivation. And I'm sure many of you listening who are not parents are not getting the quality or quantity of sleep required for you to function optimally. So one morning in Sweden... I was changing Oliver's nappy downstairs in the house while Marie was sleeping and there was no nappies on the couch where we'd set up the downstairs changing area. And I said to myself, babe, why did you move the nappies? As I walked into the bathroom where they lived, (laughs) I suddenly remembered, oh, I moved them into here the day before because we had visitors and I didn't want nappies laying around the house. Then straight after I changed Ollie's nappy, I couldn't find his dummy. I said to myself, bloody hell, where did you put the dummy, Marie? When I found it, it had been soaking in the boiling water like usual. And I suddenly remembered, oh, I put the dummy here uh, just before we went to bed last night. And then was taking about to take Ollie for a walk, but I couldn't find his beanie that fit him the best. There's one awesome little beanie that just fits him so snug. And it wasn't where I had left it in the pram from the day before. So I found myself walking around the house, blaming Marie, saying, where did you put the beanie, babe? Ah, where did you put the beanie, babe? I couldn't find it, so I just grabbed one of the ones that was too big for him. I plopped it on and then walked outside with him to put him in the pram. And I grabbed my phone on the way out, and as I slipped my phone into my pocket, I realized 
the beanie that I was looking for was in my pocket. I'd already grabbed it before changing his nappy and put it in my pocket and forgot about it. And straight away, though, I had blamed Marie for putting it somewhere else. I grabbed the beanie out of my pocket, held it in my hand, and I just stared at it. And that's when I realized, and that's when I said these exact words to myself out loud. I said, holy shit. I just blamed Marie in my mind for all those things, and none of them had anything to do with her. I literally stared at the beanie and just thought about those three times within less than five minutes that blame came up. I'm super grateful that none of this blame was at Marie verbally because she was asleep, but that doesn't make it okay. She was sleeping, but I still blamed her. If she was awake, would I have blamed her out loud and to her face? Hmm. I know these situations that I'm talking about right now are only small in some people's minds, but to me, it actually scared me because I know how our minds work and to let these little behaviors slip in means I'm strengthening the neural network and increasing the potential to make blame a habit. That's how we work as humans. So as I was walking with Ollie, with, uh, with his good-fitting beanie, I ended up putting it on him and having a good smile about that. So we're walking along and I started to think about it more and I remembered my times as my younger self when I blamed, accused, and didn't take as much responsibility in my life. And it reminded me that I'd previously had a lot more of those blame and victim mentality tendencies. Of course I had. I was human and I hadn't done the work on myself, none of the deeper mental strength training and personal development work. So when I got home and Marie woke up, I told her the story of the three situations and how I blamed her. And I apologized to her. <laughs> she had a good laugh and we spoke about it openly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm super grateful that she gets it. She had a laugh because, well, really, it's kind of a funny situation. But it's one of those funny, seemingly small situations that if you don't nip it in the bud early, it can lead to more destructive behaviors. So maybe you're in a situation at work or in a relationship where you're not the blamer, but blame is thrown at you on a regular basis. Now, reality is we are still responsible in these situations. We are responsible for what meaning we give to that blame that we're receiving and what power we're letting that blame have. When someone is blaming you, are you letting their perception and their victim mindset make you feel not good enough, make you feel like a failure, make you feel disempowered? Regardless of the situation, regardless of who it is, where the blame is coming at us, we have the opportunity to think we're not good enough and make us allow that blame to make us feel upset, sad, angry, etc. Or we have to take the responsibility to think something like we can shift our mindset and think, hmm, the story I'm telling myself is that I'm not good enough because of what that person is saying. But I actually know they're being the victim here and blaming from their victim mindset not from clarity within their mind. 
are these situations often annoying or upsetting or just plain right shit? Yeah, they are. Am I saying you should tolerate a chronic blamer? No, I'm not. Every situation is unique and I don't condone that behavior and I'm not saying just put up with it. What I'm saying is that it's a skill to shift into empathy and see the situation from their perspective and choose not to think and feel disempowered and not good enough, regardless of what they're blaming you for or saying to you. What about blaming children? Jumping to conclusion and being reactive or angry to children. Why did you do that? I've told you before not to play with my glasses because you'll break them. Only to realize later that your partner, in fact, had sat on the glasses and it was your partner that had broken them. I'm not at the stage as a parent yet where I can blame my child for anything at the moment except for my lack of sleep and having less time for myself, for Marie and for my work. Is that Ollie's fault? Did he choose for me to bring him into the world and give me less time for me, less quality time with his gorgeous mother and less time for my work that I love? Of course not. It sounds ridiculous, right? Well, when we really look deeper at the blame game and how it restricts us as people and depletes our energy, it's all ridiculous. So, can we rewire our minds if we are chronic blamers or even just sometime blamers? Yes, we can. But it takes work. That's why... One of our guiding principles actually in our mental strength training programs is to take profound responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors. And there's many tools that we teach to help with this. So let's look a little bit at why we blame. Not if we blame, but why we blame. Even if you're not verbally accusing people and blaming them for things that may not be true, it can be happening subconsciously or even consciously and dictating some of your actions. Like the example I gave before, I wasn't verbally blaming Marie, but it was a lot of blame that was coming up in my mind. So let's look at it like this. Do you ever shy away from how you feel sometimes? You might be triggered into resentment or anger or sadness, but you don't want to face it and feel it. So you try and suppress those feelings rather than simply notice and accept them and use one of your tools such as breathing to help you shift your energy and allow you to create calmness and clarity to operate from rather than operating from a clouded space of judgment that's likely triggered those emotions and feelings that's quite normal that's what most people do that suppression of emotions is linked with our victim mindset it's normal, but it's not the right thing to do. So remember when we blame, we are operating from victim mindset, not a responsible mindset. The victim mindset is a defensive mechanism for human beings to escape our feelings and to kind of keep that sense of me alive. When we look at the blame frame, which is coming from a neuro-linguistic programming perspective, we attempt to resolve a problem situation through questions like, what's wrong? Why do I have this problem? Whose fault is it that I have this problem? What does this problem stop me from doing? 
How long have I had this problem? How does this problem limit me? The blame frame involves you reactively moving away from what you don't want. It can leave you feeling powerless, vulnerable, and helpless, and in victim mode. But if we flip that and look at it from the outcome frame instead of the blame frame when addressing a problem situation, we can ask questions like, what do I desire? What is my vision? What is my responsibility in getting there? Where, when, and with whom do I want what I desire in my vision? What positive things in any way do I get from the existence of the problem? How will I maintain these positive things in my new outcome? When I get what I desire and envisage, what else will improve? What stops me from having the desired outcome already? What resources do I have to do I have to help me achieve my desired outcome? What am I going to do to achieve my outcome? So the outcome frame involves you proactively moving towards what you want. It helps you to shift your mindset to one of optimism and hope, empowerment and possibility. How does blame show up in your life? Not just at you, but from you. Where are you playing victim and not taking profound responsibility for your thoughts, feelings and behaviours? Remember, it's a skill to shift your mindset. And you're the one responsible for strengthening that skill. Legends, if you like this style of episode, please reach out and let me know. I got great feedback from the first one on emotional intelligent parenting and a few laughs and people were relating to cracking the eggs and getting angry at them or very similar small situations. These kind of episodes, they're simply me sharing my experiences that has differed due to becoming a parent, but woven with the knowledge and tools to help understand and shift our behaviors that we all experience, not just parents. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.